And All yes, right. they have they have 69 Siemens per meter. <laughs> May 3rd, 2023, and this is Rare Encounter, Encounter number 144, and feeling like a square, I'm Abel Kirby. And bright as a dead light bulb, I'm Cold Acid. Uh, we got good news from the producers. Good news from oh, the producers. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the pilot last, p- pilot last week went well. We've been picked up for uh, for seven episodes. Uh, the last... Last episode uh, counted as the first one, right? So we got six to go. This will be uh, this be number two of the new format. Okay. I don't know what the what the name of this is. It's like a rare encounter spinoff or something. It's a slightly different format. It's the goat encounter. <laughs> so that's uh that's great. Uh, we appreciate our overlords uh, who are uh, giving us these notes in the background, uh, telling us what to do. Of course, I always do what I'm told, as you know. I'm sure you do. How you doing, Cold? What's going on? I'm not doing too bad. I, I'm wondering. I'm wondering if Darren O'Neill's heading out to Nashville. Mm, why do you say that? Because uh, she's going to be doing. Uh, Taylor Swift is going to be doing a performance in Nashville, oh, and at the Country Music Hall of Fame, they've put up a Taylor Swift exhibit that includes her bikini. <laughs> Oh, is she in the bikini or is it just the cloth? It's just the cloth. <sighs> but I mean, I can I can see I can see that being good enough for Darren. I mean, we all know how how turned on he is by Taylor Swift. Is it one of those ties? Because then the size doesn't matter so much as long as those uh, the ties are long enough. I think it'll. I fight. don't know. It's it's the rhinestone accented <laughs> bikini that she wore in one of her music videos. Darren, I'm looking forward to the pics. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, Darren wearing the rhinestone-studded bikini. Is mm-hmm. that what you're looking for? Well, yeah, yeah. I think you said, okay. well, she's not in it. Someone should be. How do yeah, I know? I, well, that makes sense. That makes sense. It can be Darren who's I mean, in it. I mean, they got to jerk off to something. Oh, my. How lewd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so, uh, I, I've been a little under the weather. I think you've been under the weather, too. Uh, I had I had a bit of a, a gut thing this morning, but that was it. I was I, I was good by lunchtime. That's good to hear. I was pretty much dead all morning. I called out of work. Um, I I was in bed. I think from like eight thirty. Well, I slept and then I woke up for like an hour and I went back. Okay, to bed. so you were you were dead. I was. So dead. is this really cold acid and able zombie? Able zombie. No, I, I actually, when I say dead, I actually just meant dead tired. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I slept, and then I took another nap after noon, and then I uh, took a drive before the show. I, get, I had to get the <laughs> hell out of the apartment, so it's like, I get out of my car. It's like, I don't have anywhere to go, but I drove around in a circle just to get the hell out of here. But that's how oh, I'm nice. feeling today. In the parking lot. I'm bringing the energy for <laughs> I was a little bit, I did leave the parking lot. It is a loop, but I didn't just drive around for 30 minutes. That would have been a little too weird. <laughs> so you want to guess the flavor today? Um, guava. Nope. It is cocktail de fruits. Jarritos. The cocktail de fruits. Yeah, the cocktail flutes. <laughs> the cocktail of flutes. That sounds like uh, one of the shorts that plays before the main feature at a Disney movie. It does, doesn't it? (laughs) 
Servo wonders if there's pog flavored. Mm. Uh, I think we should hit some operations right off the bat. And uh, we got some some shout outs and stuff. Hold on, I think hold we should do we, it. In a, yeah, we got to do some stuff from before I, I, we start the operations. I want to start an operation. Uh, it's a new format, man. I want to do an operation first just to get out of the way. I think this one we have uh, to do first. Uh, are you ready for it? <clears throat> as ready as I'll ever be. Operation Tremble Clef. There we oh. go. All right, this is, I just had to bring it up at the beginning. Get it out of the way. This was the LA Philharmonic story. Did you see this at all? No, I didn't. No, this was a report. Uh, more importantly, more importantly, uh, I'm I, I think we should hear it. Yeah, I think we could do that. Let me read the story first. So, and tell people what we're talking about. This was the Los Angeles Philharmonic um, Orchestra had a show with several people on Twitter reporting that partway through uh, uh, the show, uh, maybe at the climax of one of the songs, they had a woman in the audience had a, quote, full-body orgasm uh, during the fifth's second movement. I think that was uh, Tchaikovsky's fifth last night. Tchaikovsky's fifth symphony. It had a movement. She had a movement. (laughs) So this is reported by the New York Post, uh, reports, quote, woman has loud and full body orgasm during L.A. Philharmonic concert. And there is a clip, which is the best part of someone that's been circulating. I don't know if it's real or not. I think it's funny. You want to hear it? Yes. Here we go. This <laughs> 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 little clip of the scream in the middle. And so there's been one more time. <laughs> damn girl multiple people posting on twitter that this happened and uh though there's someone else was saying it was just a crazy woman screaming but you know uh, i guess she had a ticket to a balcony seat so i don't know she had a ticket to something that's yeah, for sure one ticket to heaven <laughs> yeah <laughs> here let me let me read this from the article because Uh-oh. you sent me the link yep I saw the girl after it happened, and I assumed that she had an orgasm because she was heavily breathing, and her partner was smiling look at her, like in an effort to not shame her, she said. It was quite beautiful, Grant added. Mm, yeah. This is just... I don't know. It, it was, yeah, I'll have what she's having. Exactly. Uh, I... This, the clips of... Um, what's her name? Meg Ryan uh, from that movie. What is it? Something about Harry? Something... Uh, Something, something about Mary, about Harry. <laughs> something about Harry, something about Mary, whatever. Which the one was? We with already their... have our show title for tonight. <laughs> Damn. Something about Harry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to keep using my cough button tonight. I'm sorry. I'm gonna keep cutting out. <laughs> all right, all right. So with that, Operation Tremble Tremble Clef is uh, complete. Uh, yeah. Let's do the shout-outs. Something was definitely trembling. <laughs> let's do the shout-outs here. Yeah, you know you know what else was trembling? Our sats. Mm. Actually, actually, one of them wasn't even sats. Our executive producer for tonight is none other than Serpent, who brought in $40 US. 40? 40. That's a that's lot of... That's as many as four tens. And, and that's, that's terrible. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Okay. And that's terrible. Okay. That's what I thought you were going... <laughs> As four tens, I like that. Yep, and that's awesome. 
And he actually he actually provided a note. Where is the note? There is the note. I have his note in my notes, if you'd... Uh, yes, I, I have his it. note in my notes, too. And he said, because everyone is all stressed out about work and whatnot these days... Except this lady. a manga for you gentlemen to enjoy, and a link that we will provide in the notes to a manga called... Ore no koken wa bishoujo dara no ka, a.k.a. Turns out my dick was a cute girl. And it doesn't mean his detective. No, it does not. <laughs> I read the first chapter just to... Because, like, I mean, like, it has this weird concept, but I, I was hoping against hope that this was something that was, you know, just kind of funny and, well, serpent... You are a horrible pervert. <laughs> the Oh my, how lewd. Let me read the description uh, for everyone. It, it is. A young man wakes up to a small surprise. He doesn't have his dick anymore. Follow Kosuga, a second-year high school student, as he lives his life with his dick, who turns out to be a cute girl. And so this is... The premise is literally he wakes up and there's a girl in his room and his dick's gone, and he puts two and two together. Says, oh, I get it. It doesn't hurt that she has, like, her haircut makes her look from behind, like, the the head of a dick with the foreskin pulled back. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of ding-dong silhouettes going on in the, on this Oh, God, yeah, manga. they're... <laughs> and the ding-dong oh. silhouettes are my new, are my new shadow puppet game. Oh, dear. Yeah, read if you dare, Serpent says. Yeah, in Ser the chat, not in his message. And so, yeah, I, Serpent, I, we gotta thank. One chapter Dennis. was enough. I actually read two. <laughs> oh no! I I didn't stop. I uh, I kept going. Uh, I was reading it while I was watching a uh, hockey game. So, there you go. Oh, uh, which game? Uh, Leafs and uh, the other Florida team. Was it Jaguars? Oh, the Florida, the Florida Panthers. Saint Panthers, that was the it. one we lost. Yeah, I was watching that one. What was it four two or something? Yeah, yeah. Well, that just mean that just means we have a chance to do it in five. You see, Austin Matthews needs to power up his mustache and get some shit done. Yeah, but he might be he might be longing for the golf course. He might I be mean, longing. You know how the Leafs are. They've this gotta... is this is the first this is the first time in nineteen years. The Leafs have actually made it to the second round. Mm -hmm. And now he's, they've got to make it back to uh, Miami-Dade County to get those Dade hoes. Yeah. <laughs> Power up the mustache, man. That's how it's powered, <laughs> right? you got to water your mustache. Oh, yeah. you got to get that mustache watered. And you know, what make, you know how you get that mustache watered? By giving rides. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have someone else to thank. Uh for the yes, uh, do. donation to the show, and it's uh, Carolyn who sent in 18,670 sats. That's 10 Canadas, and that's terrible. <laughs> 10 Canadas, 1867. That's terrible. Zero. A lot of this theme going on. With a note that says, Today, while I was driving, I saw a license plate attached to a Jeep, J-E-E-P, that said, Wine Revolver. W-I-E-N-R-L-V-R. No, Wine Revolver. It says Wiener Lover. <sighs> well, I don't know. I didn't see that. Maybe you see that. <laughs> and her head is gone. Oh, boy. There's a lot of this going around today. <laughs> <laughs> it's the day for it. 
W I E N R L V R. Wow, I can barely read today. Uh, OJ, it's Wiener Lover. <laughs> Wiener Lover. Okay, uh, Lover. I hardly know her. That was half a callback. All right, Cole, we gotta get a we gotta get an operation here. Can you get me one? I need to sneeze. Okay, yeah, I I will bring on I will bring on Operation. Uh, damn, I don't have a name. I will do Operation Fresh Lion if you want. No, I mean uh, Operation Operation Skinballs. Skinballs? That's not my playbook. All right, tell me about Operation Skinballs. Because you didn't you didn't give me any uh, Operation titles for my playbook. (laughs) No. All right, tell me what Operation Skinballs is. So. They've found a way to they've found a way to put <coughs> juice through wood. Juice through wood? Yeah. In the sense of electrical current. I put juice through, through my wood. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you have. This is a this is from last week. Yes, it is. It has a I name. I didn't get to cover it last week. But it had a name though. I have it right here. It was uh, Operation Pine Saw. Ah, Operation Pine Saw. Uh, Operation okay. Pine Saw was what it was. We had that. Yeah, it's in my okay, code book okay, or yeah. playbook. And so, and so this is this is somebody has figured out, or actually a team of a team of Germans have figured out how to make transistors out of wood. <laughs> okay. Oh. So for all for all of you who want to go for like you know forest punk computing. <laughs> First, first we get the wood transistors, and then we figure out how to make wood ICs. <laughs> wood ICs. Wood, the wood, it's not the wood, it's the wood you see that counts, I guess. Wood IC. Mm-hmm. There's a joke there. I'm, I'm so sorry. But yes, today. they created a wood electro, electrochemical transistor. And I've, I came across this, uh, I came across this from uh, Hacker News, and it's like, this sounds interesting. And the the paper is actually available on PNAS. <laughs> the PNAS? The for P-Nass. your wood for your wood IC? For, yeah, for your wood IC. Uh, this show is so far gone. Dude, when is the show not? Uh, Alright. <laughs> what is PNAS an acronym? Yes, it is. Uh, I'm you, pretty sure it is. I pray to God it is. Can you define it, please? I no, just I cannot. <sighs> we need serpent. You just, you just can't. It's I, a, it's a journal. It's a scientific journal. <laughs> okay, sure. Here, proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. Okay, it's, so it's not urology. There, we, okay, it does right. have a title. <laughs> okay, tell me, tell me about the penis. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> I told you about the penis. Just. All right. So, what do you do with these wooden transistors? Are they making them out of a piece of a little piece of sawdust? I'm not too sure. They, they it says. I mean, it's not. It is it a two by four? Is, like, what? Yeah. It, tell me about what this is. What let, does it look let like? Let me read. Let me read this from the abstract. Herein, we report a wood electrochemical transistor (WECT) where all three electrodes are fully made of conductive wood (CW). The CW is prepared using a two-step strategy of wood delinification followed by wood amalgamation with a mixed electron-ion conducting polymer, poly-3,4 
ethylenedioxythiophene polystyrene sulfonate, P.PSS. The modified wood has an electrical conductivity of up to 69. Uh, <laughs> you're SM joking. That's your poem I like, though. It's right here in the fucking abstract. The Don't conductivity, the it's 69 Siemens. Is that it? Or is that admittance? Six. <laughs> what over resistance, right? Units? Come on, you're pulling my leg. Yeah, I, I can tell. S, big S. Yes, it's. Times, times M to the power of negative one. So that would be S over M. It's, it's an S over meters. Uh, Siemens over meters. Siemens per meter. Okay. Siemens per meter. Yeah. Thank you. Cole. Siemens per meter. This I'm not. I, this is I'm not buying any of this. This is bullshit. You're pulling my leg. Sixty nine Siemens it, per meter. They published it. If if this is bullshit, I'm oh, come then on. Penas has been taken. Kids, this come on. Even, no, dude, this, this is wasn't bullshit. even published on on April Fool's Day. Do you this was work for Howard Stern? Like, what the fuck is this? This is like you work at the drive-thru and someone keeps come driving by going, saying stupid shit. It's like, is this the Howard Stern show? Like, you have to assume that when it gets this ridiculous. Dude, it just works out this way. They uh, delignify the balsa wood. And oh, it's, bals it's balsa wood, though. And they add, <laughs> they add this chemical, and it makes it conductive. Okay. And that's and that's what you use to make these wooden transistors. And I tell you, they're a lot more useful than wooden nickels. Okay. And All yes, right. they have they have sixty nine Siemens per meter. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Dude, it's it's science. <laughs> this is so off the wall. Okay. I are they going to replace regular transistors replacing glass with wood or what? I don't know. Here, How do here, they dope? It, how's the PN junction work? I mean, is there an electron well or something like what is, is there any detail on what happens? There's pictures of how they prepare it and there's a picture of the of the actual transistor and what it looks like is that the source and drain are like a dowel of this conductive wood. And then like there's another piece of conductive wood that's clamped around it for the gate. Okay. And and so that's that's how it works. Okay. Yeah. And it's just the 69 is just like the average. It has it can go it can go nine Siemens per 16. meter either way. I could I do one or two and I'm done. That's all I have to say. Um <laughs> Nine's a lot. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> so it can go, like, from 60 to 78, dude. Okay. All right, can we do it's another... It's, it's, it's science, okay? Can we do another story? <laughs> I'm done with this I one. think we have. I think we have to. I think, All right. I think it's, it's like people right. had enough semen per meter. Operation Pine Saw is closed. There it goes. Let's drive it away. <laughs> All right, can we do something wholesome? Can we do something that's not gross and do uh, Operation Fresh Lion? If we must. Operation Fresh Lion! Which, of course, is Neo Leo Says! <laughs> and, of course, we Yay! like... Neo Leo Says! No, the last time I just hit my piano and it's it's actually unplugged, so it didn't make a sound. Neo Leo Says!
cha cha cha. All right, Neo Leo says, "You ready for number one? <clears throat> number, number one. one. Reading, reading. Neo Leo says, mm-hmm. oh, I should get mood music. This is so bad. I should definitely have mood music.' But he says, "Has anyone ever reheated rice and survived?" Yes, <laughs> I also have. Asked and answered, Neo Leo. Neo Leo says, "Number two." The instant a bug lands on my skin, you've never seen faster reaction skills in your life. I'm sure I have. A claim of athleticism. Oh, I, okay. I've watched I've watched stunt drivers and test pilots, and let me tell you, they have to react faster than somebody swatting at a bug. Here we go. How's this for a Neo Leo song? Alright. Neo Leo says. Just curious how y'all disconnect on Sundays. Let me know here. I'll be checking my replies every few minutes. Let me guess, he posted that on a Sunday. <laughs> he posted that on a Sunday. This guy must be really wound up. He's checking his replies every few minutes instead of disconnecting. <laughs> Wonderful. I really enjoy that. I really enjoy that. I don't disconnect on Sundays either. I will be disconnected this Sunday, but that's because we're doing our tire changes. Uh, oh, you haven't done those yet? No. Right. We opened the we opened the cottage, or at least attempted to this weekend. Otherwise, we probably would have done the tire change uh, on Sunday past. All right, Neo Leo says the best feeling when you go to Venmo someone and you have that amount in your balance you forgot all about. I don't Venmo anyone. <laughs> I don't either. It's a very... It is the best feeling, apparently. I'm just... The best. You know You know what the best feeling is? I, I don't want to... It's know. not Venmoing someone. <laughs> it's not now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, speaking of... And her head is gone. Neo Leo says... And actually just posted a email to himself, to, to someone said to him, and I'm going to read the email to Neo Leo, perhaps from a fan. Maybe it's one of our fans. Um, I think this could be a Rare Encounter fan who is into Neo Leo from this segment and uh, decided to contact him. The note he is, uh, he is sharing with us says, quote, I'm coming to L.A. next month. I'm single. I have a return ticket and valid visa. I just need a place to crash for a week. I've never been to West Coast. Please help me. I'm searching for money, for food, and getting around. <laughs> I just need a place to stay. Hotels are expensive. Sent for my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> so God, And he asks, this seems legit, right? Yes. Totally legit. Yes. So, I don't know. Could be. Could be. And Too that's, legit to quit email. There we go. There's Neo Leo says. And we'll uh, send that one off. All right. We got to get a next operation up here. Yeah. And again, I don't remember the, the names. Oh. So. Do you want to get. Uh, you only had one. Uh, you had Operation. Yes, I had one other. Was it a loss? No, you had Operation Hot Cross Buns was your long one. Operation Hot Cross Buns. All right. And this is going to be. This is going to be. Math and science. Mm. Nice combination. Indeed. So it turn it turns out that imaginary numbers are necessary for quantum mechanics to work. 
Mm-hmm. To put it to put it simply, without imaginary numbers, quantum physics falls apart. You cool. have anything to say about that? <laughs> Not really. Uh, I'm uh, uh, so. Do you want me to talk about some of these concepts for a second? I could fill if you want me to. Yeah, you can. Well, no, I can. I can keep talking about it. Do you want so to tell the, people the what complex is, numbers are? Or? Well, yeah. Let Well, let's start with that. So, imaginary numbers are numbers that are the square root of negative one or a product of the square root of negative one. So, anything times the square root of negative one is an imaginary number. And yet, while they're called imaginary, they're they're not actually imaginary. No more so than any other number. Yes. They were just called imaginary because uh, Descartes, he of, I think, therefore I am fame, didn't like the idea of them and decided he was going to do the he was going to do the mathematical equivalent of call of like being racist to numbers. Okay. Oh well, yeah, I mean he he was he imaginary he was using as a slur, right? So like it's like it's like a number going up to another number and using the n-word on that number is essentially what Descartes did. Mm. But it's more like the square root of n here. Yeah. Or n but is anyway, minus one. So okay. so we've got that. We've got that, right? And then and then when you combine an imaginary number with a real number, you know, a number a number that isn't imaginary, right? You get a complex number. And these are usually expressed as as like a plus b i where i is the square root of -1. But a lot of things also represented as coordinates, even though it isn't really coordinates. Mm, there's a good um, geometric interpretation that almost gets you the whole story. Yeah. They, but anyway, the uh, the idea was that when they were when they were working out uh, the details of quantum mechanics uh, from from realizing that things aren't Newtonian back at the end of the 19th century and up through all of the 20th century, even to today, they're like, okay, we need, we're using imaginary numbers in these calculations and they sure make it easier for us to figure shit out, but are they really necessary? I mean, is it just shorthand? Most of the time, most actually all of the time, you end up with a with a couple of imaginary numbers being multiplied, and of course, when you multiply the square root of negative one with the square root of negative one, you end up with negative one because they cancel themselves they, each other out, right? So they figured, hey, we can probably do all these calculations with real numbers only, and it might be more it might be more complicated. It might take more time. But that'll that'll definitely prove that this is all more than just wanking ourselves over math. It was all a turns dream. Out, turns out that with the use of a uh, a thought experiment, they were able to determine that no, you need imaginary numbers in order to do certain calculations in quantum mechanics 
which proves that you cannot rely strictly on real numbers. I see. Yes. They falsified what is called real quantum theory. And so, how, how did this, this team that did this, like, I'm going to paste the, uh, oops, no, shit, cock, damn it, I screwed up. There is a, uh, there is an article on Scientific American mm -hmm. that I'm going to link. There's also the paper. The paper, the actual paper itself is, is available for, for free. It was published open access on, in Nature. But the article by the by the team that did this, and they described what they did. They came up with a Gedanken experiment, which is German for thought experiment. And they took they took an existing they based it on an existing thought experiment and applied it to real quantum theory. And they figured that using measurements they could prove that you need more than just real numbers. Hmm. So I found that I found this very interesting. I'm not, I'm as usual. I'm doing a piss poor job of explaining it. Well, <clears throat> but uh, it it's very interesting. And if you are, if you are a super nerd, there is there's not just the there's not just the article itself in Nature that describes what they did, but there also there's also an article available on Arxiv that works through testing, uh, like actual doing an actual physical test based on the thought experiment using a optical quantum network, they say, to help prove that uh, that real quantum theory has been falsified. So yeah, I found this. I found this really interesting. I, I, you know me. I like to nerd out on math and shit. Mm -hmm. Now this is interesting stuff. Uh, the, I guess the background that that I would provide here is most of the time uh, in science and physics, um, uh, complex numbers are really just a shorthand way to for a more complex thing. Um, so, for example, we use complex numbers all the time in describing electric fields. But, you know, electric fields are real valued. They, they, they don't take complex values. Um, but sometimes we describe them as having magnitudes and phases, uh, for example, and represented by a complex value. Uh, but all of the, what that, that's really doing is you can make a construction, uh, you can make an approximation of the electric field or a different way to view it um, that kind of makes calculations easier is maybe the best way to think about it. So like you say, well, instead of keeping track of the, you know, wave evolving over time, you know, I have all these different variables to track and it's, you know, it's moving in three dimensions and changing in time. And, and I want to find out maybe uh, how it relates to some reference signal, maybe, uh, maybe how it relates to, um, you know, a local oscillator on some other device somewhere else, maybe because I don't know, because I'm trying, trying to figure out how to demodulate it. Well, if you actually tracked all of those variables, it would be a lot more effort than you really need. You could actually just describe the electric field um, it, it, as time invariant, but having a certain magnitude or phase. Um, if it was mm, like a simple case where I'm just, you know, transmitting from one place and receiving it another, and there's not really any modulation. I just want to maybe see how much, uh, see what appears on the receiver. And, it makes everything really, really simple. Uh, and so 
there's a lot of places where we use complex numbers. Uh, I, I said it as a shorthand, but it's like simplifications that that just yeah. make and understanding so much easier. You because you like can abstract said, the complex things into s- something that's easier to deal with. Yeah, like I said, it it makes it a lot easier to do these calculations. It just turns out that in some cases, it doesn't just make the calculations easier. It makes them possible in the first place. Yeah, and uh, maybe this is where where you've been using it, where you've been using them. I mean, is one of those situations where it makes life easier. It's not one of those situations where they're necessary to do the calculations. So, right? So far, all of these physical systems that we talk about always had a real uh, valued um, kind of underlying uh, reality to it. And the complex values were just abstractions. So the surprising thing about this is that there's, it's implying a complex valued kind of fundamental physics. Yeah, which is not. And that's how, that's that's what it's that's what it's turning out to be. And honestly, I'm not that surprised when when you come down to it, real imaginary complex. It's all just it's all just different. Uh, it's all just different. Si- not signals. It's all just different symbols for for, th- and I mean, like even even actual numbers are just abstractions, right? When you think about it. So the idea that the idea that we need deeper abstractions to figure out these deeper layers of reality, I mean that doesn't that doesn't actually surprise me any. Hmm. It's just really neat to see that people are thinking about this and figuring this shit out i'm looking at the chat just to see kind of what the uh, audience is talking about here waves 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 i so bought serpent uh says the relation between imaginary numbers and waves uh, is euler's formula um i'm not sure that's for waves um isn't that euler's formula i think i would think euler's formula would be about how to best put their guys on the ice his name's parents euler though i think um, yeah, uh, and the thing I was describing, if you want to, I don't think there's even a Wikipedia part, uh, article on it, but it's a complex baseband, uh, representation of electric fields, uh, which is just, probably a book or a, uh, or a wiki book about it. I've only seen it in printed textbooks. It's one of those things that's hard to dig up on. Maybe there, maybe it's referenced on Wikipedia a couple times, but, uh, the, the full treatments aren't easy to find. Interesting enough. There's not all of the information's on Wikipedia for sure, especially when you get into deep stuff. So here's something else. <clears throat> when you think about it, you can actually you can actually stretch things out further from uh, complex numbers. You got quaternions and and even further than that, octonions. I believe they are where <laughs> you're using octonions. I, they say right? it sounds like just, you know the out of towners who come in for the play or something. The yeah, Octonians. you've got like okay. You don't just have I. You now also have J and K. So you're going like super imaginary. Mm. Super duper. All right, I think we should uh, move on from this segment. And do something else. I, I think so. Snappy stuff. What's next? What's the next operation? Uh, get some snappy operations. You want to do a fun one? I think we could do a sure. fun one. Let's do. Uh, yeah, let me get do my a notes fun up. One. Let's do roll. Operation Palm the Terabyte. Palm the Terabyte. Yes, let's do Operation Palm the Terabyte. I'm looking, ah, here we go. It, it is. 
All right, this is the game of the week, and the game of the week this week is called Apple Shooting. All right, Apple Shooting. In this game, I'm gonna play some clips from a uh, uh, maybe a maybe a uh, intro clip from a podcast, uh, and it's going to give a little context. Let's listen to that one first. Uh, okay. I actually have to open the fader if you want to hear it. Let's listen to that. Is your Mac running annoyingly slow when it used to be super fast? Well, mine is. It is really bugging me. It needs a tune-up, so I decided to share a set of tips, tricks, and settings, which are all completely free, and you don't need to download anything to speed up your Mac and make it run like new or even better. All right, Cold Acid, are you ready to play? I'm going to tell you the rules. In this game, Game, Cold Acid will be asked for his top tech tips to speed up a slow Mac, MacBook, or MacBook Air. Of course, I have the real answers, uh, as little audio uh, answers that we can play and check. But uh, hold on a second, Servo, stop stealing my answer. <laughs> he so, says in the chat, first throw the Mac out the window. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Okay, number one, throw. Mac out window. All right. Do you want to give me all five up front, or uh, or you you give give me a couple? I got five answers. Let's see. If you give me a few guesses, we'll see how many you hit. There's five and a bonus, so there's guess there's six points on the board. You want to get your top ones. Well, Only let's, let's start with that and and okay. let's work from there. Throw the Mac out the window. Um, what else? What else could we do? Uh, chat can get we, in on it. <laughs> Anyone? We can. Uh, we can. Drop kick it. Drop kick it. Now I'm talking about real things you can do on a on a Mac. Uh, uh, it's kind of in oh. software to speed it up, and I don't mean accelerate its uh, frame. Delete, delete slash user. Delete. Okay, delete files. Yeah, delete everything on the hard drive. Okay, delete files, everything. Serpent install Linux on it doesn't work because he said without like it's... downloading or install, without downloading anything. Okay. Um. Anything else? I'm looking. Remove the plastic from the bottom so you get to the insides. Car blades. Uh, if you have a blend tech, put it in there. <laughs> All right. Tech tips. I'm not getting any. One more shot. Any more? Other, there's not going to be a lot of points on the board if you don't make some good guesses here. Uh, open it and keep and keep <laughs> and keep like opening the screen until it cracks off. Open and close screen until damage occurs. Is that <laughs> does that and capture fin- your intent? And finally, and finally, waterboard it. <laughs> waterboard it. <laughs> Okay, all right, are you ready? Let's find out how I'm many ready. points. How many points on the board? All right. Answer number one for what to do to speed up your Mac. Let's start out by going into your system settings. The first thing I want you to do is go to your battery section. And I would make sure that it is not turned on low power mode if you need it to run fast. Now on some Macs, you will also see a high power mode. You want to make sure to toggle that. Okay, that's a miss. Cold, I can't believe you missed the most basic thing. Just turn on high power mode. It'll make it I run think fast. He, I think he's lying to the viewers. <laughs> I don't think I don't think this is a real tech tips video at all. No, it's lies. 
Okay, uh, let's check number two. Number two, let's see if we got a point here. If you want your Mac to feel faster, you can actually make it so it doesn't do these slow animations. And over here, you can actually uncheck animate opening applications. And let's try this out way quicker. And how about opening up an app here? Bam. Bam, he got it. That Dude, you want bam. <laughs> I told you, bam. Drop kick it. That makes it move pretty fucking fast. No, this was and turning it's off. It's very animated when it's flying across the room after being drop kicked. No, you missed it. it uh, he said he's turning off animation, so that's a miss. Sorry. Let's hit number three. Everybody knows that you should periodically restart your Mac, but I'm terrible at that. But there is a way to fix that. <laughs> Open up your terminal app and here type in sudo space pm set space repeat space restart after that you hit enter put in your password put in your password and done i never have to think about restarting ever again never okay okay so so to delete all the files on the drive you have to you have to go into the terminal anyway so i should at least get partial credit for that uh, well, well let's see i think you might get one point uh, let's try this one. Another thing that really slows down Max is are your login items. Go into your settings and now look at mine right here. No wonder it is running slow. These are the applications that open at login every single time, even if you restart. For example, this GoToMeeting is allowed to run in the background even when I closed it. When I close them, I want them to shut off. And what the heck is this thing? Fabrice Lane? No, I don't want this stealing my performance. So shut off everything you don't need. That's right. Why shut does off. he have Febreze on his computer? I have no idea. But that was, unfortunately, uh, you didn't have that. You didn't have that. Servo is enjoying this. Uh, let the record show. I can see. All right. He's loving it. Uh, I've got, uh, how about this one? Let's check. This is a quickie. We'll check this. Now, one of the biggest reasons your Mac will slow down is not having enough RAM, and that could be for multiple different reasons. No, oh, for multiple different reasons. I don't think that uh, was on If you on waterboard it, it'll have all the RAM <laughs> you tell it to have. All right, I think you might you think you might have got this last one. Let's check in. And with that, you have to make sure that you're not maxing out your SSD, because if you're getting close to full, SSDs actually slow down. So go into your settings settings application and as oh, so here's see, where the delete so everything off the drive comes 700 in gigs look at this older than a year old i don't need this junk you can actually click on it hold down shift select multiple things to delete yeah you got one hey yeah it's one point one out of five <laughs> uh let's see i like fresh air motherfucker oh i thought i had one of these oh for some reason wow I have a bunch of weird stuff on here. This is my alternate soundboard. I don't look at this. Great. Great. Okay. Well, that was the game of the week. Okay. <laughs> All right. There's the game of the week. One point on the board. One point on Yay. the board. I even threw the bonus one in to see if there was a... I would have let you score on that one. You could have said download more RAM. I really wanted that. I would have said download more uh, RAM. I should, I should have, I guess. But, I mean, my, my favorite way of improving an Apple product 
is by destroying it. All right. I want to hit another uh, another quick one, uh, if you don't mind. Uh, that's like, what she said. <laughs> Operation Heart of the Woodwind. Now, do you see this in my notes? This is a uh, just a funny thing we like to do on Rare Encounter once in a while, which is just look at pictures of stuff and talk about it. Uh, unfortunately, the link is down all of a sudden. That is terrible. It's working for me, but that's because I opened it earlier. Yeah. Uh, you might posting it in the uh, the chat just so people can see it. Um, this is a saxophone house. Five a sax house. Yeah, the five bedroom, five bath saxophone estate. <laughs> uh, do you see it? Very saxy. It's very saxy. It's a yakety sax house. Uh, oh, cool. When I click on your version of the link, it works. Maybe my, my link was broken in the notes. Could be. Could be. And so it kind of looks like a weirdo church on one side, but then on the other side, it looks like uh, definitely uh, two saxophones with one bell. Two saxes, one bell. That's yeah. kinky. <laughs> uh, it even has these little windows that look like uh, look like valves on it. It has a, it has a pool table... In the garage. Yeah. It's a three-door glass door garage with a pool table and uh, and like a couch and, uh, and coffee table area. Yeah, it's got... Not actually a garage. I like this This dining room has this um, skylight that's three floors above it. And yeah. th- there's these balconies on the side. And so when you have... Uh, I don't know, someone comes over and they try and serve a, a tofu turkey or something like that for... Th- for Thanksgiving, you can be up on the third floor with a uh, with a big steak, and you can just drop it right on the table from there and <laughs> smash it. It's very. Uh, I like very how it has it has like these these black shades that are they have to be motorized to open and close for the skylight there. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, where is it? This this guy said it best. <laughs> Oh my god! Woo! Listen to that horn! Yeah, it's got that. Although it, it's hard to listen to, it's hard to actually listen to it. Just look at it. Mm. It's very majestic. Um, the two million dollar tag actually seem, seemed kind of low. Uh, that's what the listing price was for a place in Berkeley, California. At that, it yeah, it seemed really low. Um, I like how they somebody did- must have been murdered there. Five bedroom, five. You know what? This is we. Everyone's talking about the data Wait, music. Five, five bedroom, and, and and it's still like under two million dollars. Fuck! There must have been there must have been like a whole fucking cult that committed suicide there or something. Everyone's always talking about um, when the music died, but they like they don't talk about where the music died, and I think that's here. Yeah, it sure I, I looks like it now. It. Sure feels like it. I, I do like that they tried to pull off this. It's on a 10,000 square foot lot because it has a, it's a big number, right? 10,000. That must be a lot. Yeah. It's under a quarter acre. It's nothing. Come on. What are you trying to pull? Uh, <clears throat> they're trying to pull something. All right. That's it. That's All my right. uh, yakety sacks. All right. Time for another operation. Operation. Operation Celluloid. Right, celluloid. Yeah, hit me with it. So you know how you know how many movies from the golden age of silent pictures still remain? 
Um, most of them? No. Just over a quarter of them. Uh, okay, that's not a lot. Yeah, nearly three quarters of Hollywood silent film era has been lost to the ravages of time. Between cheap film that's disintegrated to to like film to like film warehouse fires, so much has been lost, including including award-winning films, as well as one of the first films to actually show full frontal nudity. Was lost? Was lost. It's not just they kept watching the same part over and over and it wore out. It was actually lost. No, it's like it's like gone. I went under destroyed. Vanished from the earth. Someone hid it under their mattress and uh, they forgot forgot it when they moved. They forgot how flammable that shit was back then. Oh no. Plus, they never made that many copies like they do these days where they make more more copies of a film than there are theaters to put them in. Back in the old times, you'd, you'd get them, like, released rolling. So they'd, they'd start showing in Hollywood first, and then from there, they might make more. And those original copies go to some other theaters further afield, and another new prints go to other ones. But there was never, like, the huge blockbusting releases... Even for the even for the big films, they just rolled out, and you never had nearly as many prints of them at at any given time then. Mm. And because of that, it, there were few of them. What they were made of made them fragile and flammable. And I mean, until the until 1951, most movies the film was made from cellulose nitrate. And well, that's pretty. That's pretty unstable. If you're not storing it in like a vacuum, it's going to it's going to like uh, corrode away. Hmm. Right. So, and again, cellulose nitrate is also very flammable, and so a lot a lot were lost, and even, and a lot of people just didn't even think about it. It wasn't. Until much later, when people considered actually saving film for uh, for historic purposes, yeah, to kill the no agenda stream has been flaking out too much. Yeah, it, it's very it's very sad because I mean, who wouldn't want to see like how naked chicks looked in like nineteen fifteen? Who wouldn't? I mean, who wouldn't? Exactly. So it wasn't until 1965 that the AFI was established with the goal of, uh, of collecting and saving film. And European film societies were minor at best until after World War II as well, when they even existed. Mm. Now here's something, here's something interesting. William Hayes, the guy, the guy whose name... Uh, graced the Hayes Code that prevented Hollywood from being too racy until they decided, fuck it, we're just going to put out hardcore uh, pornography in uh, in dime theaters on uh, on uh, <clears throat> Times Square, right? Uh, he actually suggested the creation of a National Film Archive back in the 20s, mm. in the 1920s. But yeah, it never happened. Not until 
Not until the AFI was founded in '65. Hmm. So it's it's pretty it's pretty sad. We lost so much. Yeah, uh, it's uh, archivists have to be empowered to do their job. Archivists need fucking time machines. There, it's not just film. There's just been so much of human history that's been lost. I'm sure there's people back then who wanted to save stuff, but they just didn't have the resources, or because not every, every not everyone <clears throat> is um, blind to the value of preserving the present. Yeah, so what we there's need, always what someone who's thinking about it, but they're just not given you know the how, chance. Yeah. You know how people keep talking about, if I had a time machine, I'd go back and kill Hitler? Okay, sure. Yeah, fuck that noise. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to kill Hitler. Hell, having Hitler around might be the reason we have time machines in the future. I mean, <laughs> as evil as the Nazis were, they really did get us kick-started into a lot of modern technology. Mm. And that could include time machines down the road. Uh, time will tell. Sooner right? or later, so what I time would will do, tell. What I would do if I had a time machine is I would go back to the Library of Alexandria and I would just, you know, I would, every night I'd go there in the middle of the night of the night before the fires started to burn the place down. And so the place would be full of me documenting everything that's stored there. All the tablets, all the scrolls, all the codices, right? And bringing them into the future to upload onto archive.org. Uh, but you would, you'd still put them on archive.org. Of course. But, but you're going to get taken down. Why would I? Who is going? <clears throat> who is going to file copyright claims against stuff that's been public domain since the third century A.D.? Amazon. Fuck Amazon. <laughs> Jeff Bezos can lick my ass. Okay. On that, he note. can even chew on the little nuggets down there. I've got some angry clips. I got an angry clip for you. Good. You want to hear? Because I like angry clips. I was, damn it. I, Mag, Megan Kelly's been on fire, and you know I listen to Megan Kelly. I, I played some clips of her, of her on here before, and she is not. It does not have a lot of respect to Fox News viewers. I, she, I, oh, I think she does honestly. not like them. So here's a little clip from uh, most recent episode. I I just want to share it. Like, just pay attention to her tone of voice here. They don't have a deal. Why not? Because he needs to be silenced while Fox tries to rebuild that disappearing audience they've got a debate in august you can't resist you'll go you'll forgive everything they're banking on it you're gonna turn on fox news you can't go to cnn you're not gonna go to newsmax you're not gonna go to digital media you're gonna tune in to the fox news prime time you lap dogs it's what you always do yeah wow damn it yeah <laughs> you got that was pretty good actually she got pretty pretty angry uh it was still not as angry as i get yeah, but I mean, I mean, she put in a good effort. Yeah. No, she's been on fire with the Tucker thing because she go. So I've been trying to figure out what's going on. She didn't have an NDA, and she when she left Fox, and uh, she is talking about all the shit that goes on in the background. If you're interested in TV news at all, I don't expect most people are, so I won't talk about it too much. But the just the the shenanigans, and she's naming names. She's calling people like evil, calling people. Uh, up, almost calling people the c-word uh, on this show which is awesome so baller 
uh, you can go. Uh, someone needs to just get a collection of the Megan Kelly hate bits on here that that she's been doing lately, and just concatenate them and post them as a podcast you, on its you own. You know, you know where they really should go. The Planet Rage. Planet Rage. Do you think they'd like that Megan Kelly clip? I think they would. I think. I think. I think Darren and uh, and Larry would definitely get a kick out of it. And if and if she's got more angry stuff like that, right? I mean, they will definitely get a kick out of it and probably play it on their show. I'll forward it if uh, if you think it's worth it. The uh, the I always thought there were more Bill O'Reilly fans over there. I know Darren's a Bill O'Reilly. They guy. they anything anything that is ranty that they can get a chuckle out of or rant with, they will play. Okay, I'll pass that on. Let's see. Uh, we're coming up on time soon. We got a little bit of time. Yeah, left. you still got a you got still got a couple of uh, operations. I'm pretty much out of content though. Yeah, uh, I got a long one. If you want to do podcasts, it's uh, it's one that's more interesting. Uh, I, I'm kind of giving up on doing the funny now. Uh, I, I'm just, I f- I feel sick, man, and I I can't pull it off. Uh, but I have a long clip. It's probably a, I I try not to play really long clips on here, but this is one that I think might be worth it. Uh, it was from a podcast called Behind the Barrel. Behind the Barrel. Behind the Barrel, and it's about gasoline, and especially about Ooh. gasoline and gas stations in uh, the U.S. It's run by Gas Buddy, which is a, a company that, for a while, they were just doing uh, data, where they would get the prices of gasoline and diesel fuel at every gas station. And yeah, I know about map, I know about Gas Buddy. Oh, I'm telling the uh, audience, Gas too. Buddy. Gas Buddy was was actually, if I'm not mistaken, created by a guy who used to be the member of parliament for where I lived when I was a kid. I did not know that. Um, I have some clips from their CTO. Uh, they they just recently launched a podcast, and being about gasoline, they've called it Behind the Barrel, which I think is a good name. Uh, the let me get my notes on here. I gotta scroll up so that I can see them. Um, gas buddy. Yeah. It's a company that tracks gas prices, but lately I think in the, the 2016 or something like that, they started having an app and they started offering a payment card and got into this, um, uh, deeper part of the consumer facing business, uh, like in actually going out and doing deals with gas stations and stuff. But anyway, their CTO is, uh, Max Mattel and he, they brought him in because he had a bunch of experience with payment processors. Uh, he had worked, he did like Smart Pay for Cumberland Farms, which is a convenience store chain more in the Northeast. Uh, there's also, uh, he worked on mobile payments for a company that went to, went to PayPal. So they're kind of, you know, the experts at this. And on the podcast, they're just talking kind of candidly about how all this stuff works, the philosophy behind how they're going to make money. And, and it's actually... For a corporate podcast, it is actually useful, which is unusual. So I clipped out just two minutes and eight seconds of this. I thought it was interesting. It's a discussion of how payments actually work at a gas station. You want to hear it? 
Sure. Here we go. My question is, how many different layers are there? I mean, people just swipe a card, but how many different layers do you think have to match up with each other? I mean, are we talking about dozens of different specifications uh, amongst, you know, even just a couple of retailers? There's probably a lot of different layers to peel back when it comes yeah. to being able to just accept a payment. You know, to, to your specific point, when you swipe a gas buddy card at a pump, there are probably seven hands involved. There's the, the the card reader, obviously, which is reading that card and typically trying to secure it, to encrypt it in some way, so that it can be passed down to the point-of-sale system at the retailer. The point-of-sale system is probably going to some centralized switch for the brand. Let's say it's Shell's central switch or something. It's looking at the the uh, what's called the bin range or the first six digits of the card and figuring out how do I process these. So for a normal credit card, that'll go through some uh, Visa or MasterCard type processor. For Gas Buddy, we use Wex as our processor. It's going then to Wex and saying, hey, can I, this person wants to pump up to $75 in gas, or maybe it's 100 these days because gas is expensive. Uh, is that okay? Wex comes back and says, yep, that's good. Then uh, the pump turns on. So you go back all the way down to the, to the front uh, pump again and send a message to the handle to turn on the user pumps, the gas, they hang it up. Now the starts all over again, all the way up to Wex to say this person pumped 10 gallons of premium at $3 and 89 cents a gallon, not three eighty nine nine a gallon. Then it comes to gas buddy and we go and talk to your bank actually won't talk to them we we put a message in a file that gets sent once a night that says please transfer i can't remember my example 38 dollars and 99 cents or something like that uh from that person's bank account to gas buddy actually it'd be less because we give you a discount so let's say it's 38 dollars or 37 dollars to your bank account and then one to three days later we get acknowledgement that the transaction has worked so all of that from one little swipe huh, all that yeah. Okay, so I just I just did a double check and so the guy I was talking about, Dan McTeague, he wasn't involved with the creation of the company. He was just a gas price analyst for them for uh for about four and a half years, uh 2015 through 2019. Yeah, the the whole episode is full of um just interesting takes on stuff. Uh they they end up talking about the fees that credit cards charge or payment card processors charge um, and whether, you know, setting aside whether they're appropriate or not, you know, the, the question that they're talking about is the value. Are you getting what you're paying for in terms of uh, liability and risk reduction and, and all that? Uh, and, and they're comparing and contrasting at one point to crypto, kind of briefly. But it was uh, it was interesting to hear knowledgeable people discussing kind of the reality uh, of you know payment cards. And uh, anyway, I thought that would be fun to share. Uh, the whole episode, I can I can link. Uh, I think you I just linked to the gas. Put the link in the notes. Unfortunately, yeah. the website they have the podcast page is a four hundred four, so I just linked to Gas Buddy. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, even if you go on that website and you go look for the podcast, they have a blog that works. The podcast uh, landing page does not. So you have to search. That's for, wonderful. You have to search for uh, Behind the Barrel in your podcasting app. But All right. All right. I think that does it. Oh, do we have Boostergrams? Hold on. One more thing. Uh, we got to check that. But there, while you check that, 
I do want to mention, I do want to mention out of your notes, I saw here Operation Cortisone. And I, to- I, <laughs> I was going to do it next this. week. I can't. Oh, no, I we got to talk about it. I can't be funny now. I, I'm sorry. We got okay. to push well, it. Okay, we'll put it off to next week. So keep keep your ears open for that. Operation Cortisone. Is, <laughs> Operation Cortisone is going to be a real ball buster, guys. Yeah, maybe we'll start with that next week. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. Boostograms. Yeah, I have one. We've Boost. got We've got uh, 17,776 from, sats from Boobery came in saying, how can I tell you I love you when you're sitting on my face? <laughs> well, thank you, Boobery. It, it's just like this. <laughs> and 8,888 sats from Carolind. 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 Hey, Carolind. How's it going? <laughs> Carolind. <laughs> I don't have a time machine, but I have a vision for the future. Vaudeville is coming back. Fart music and everything. Well, Carolyn, I was looking at uh, books the uh, the other uh, evening. I was trying to find one on old vaudeville routines and jokes, and there's a couple that actually look promising. They were written in the 70s and earlier, so they have a pretty good chance of not being totally compromised. Well, that's it. That's all I got, man. All right. Uh, Operation Cortisone. We'll kick off with that, I suppose. It's a good one. We got... It is a great one. <laughs> Did you play Operation Cortisone, the material? No, I just out? looked at it. I'm going to play it tonight. That's good. All right. Until next time, I've been Abel Kirby. I've been Cold Acid. Stay fruity, boys. Adios. Would you lay down, honey, and die? Or had a good woman... But she laid down and died. Don't you know everybody tell me she wasn't satisfied?